The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have bakol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Daf samichvav. Today's daf is being studied. The Alunishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tenichenu began Eden. Amen. In today's daf on samichvav, Amud Rishon, starting the seventh perek at the new Mishnah. Just to give a uh, little introduction to some of the laws that we need to know going into this Perek. The first law is an obvious one. Uh, Kohanim are permitted by Torah law to eat Terumah. Now a Bat Kohen is permitted to eat Terumah as well, so long as she does not marry a non-Kohen. She eats Terumah from her father's house. Now a bat kohen that married each zar, that would be like a Yisrael, and either got widowed or divorced, she goes back to her father's house and she can continue to eat terumah unless there is a child. If there's a child uh, in the world, then already she's connected to her husband even after the divorce or the uh, widowing, and she loses her rights to eat terumah. A bat Yisrael... That be a non-Kohen uh, that married a lady, married a Kohen, she's permissible to eat Tirumah. How do we know this over here? She's a non-Kohen. Just because she marries, how does the marriage allow her to eat uh, Tirumah? So it's based on a Pasuk. Which means, Torah says of a Kohen makes an acquisition, we call that a kinyan, so all his kinyanim, all his acquisitions, eat terumah as well. The wife of a kohen is considered a kinyan, and therefore she eats terumah. Now let's say you have an isha, bat Israel, she married a kohen, and now she became either widowed or divorced, she goes back to her father's house, meaning not to eat terumah, unless there is a Zera, unless there is descendants as children, we'll see even in the case of grandchildren, from the Kohen, so even after his uh, if the divorce, so she becomes widowed, she's still permissible, still linked to the Kohen by a child, if she can still eat Terumah. Now, a lady that, let's say... Huh? No, we're talking about a Bat Yisrael. A bat Kohen can go back to her father's house if there's uh, no children, in that case. Now... Isha, you have a lady that let's say made a biat isur. She went with somebody that is forbidden. For example, one of the arayot, let's say hayav karet, or she went with a nochri, or she went, let's say, with isur kehuna, albanat to kohen gadol, gerusha to a kohen idiot. So automatically they become forbidden to eat terumah. Last but not least, abadim kenaanim. Those are the slaves of a, a person, Evid Kenani, are considered the Kenyan. They're considered also an acquisition of a Kohen. 
So back to that pasuk that we quoted earlier, teaches us that his acquisitions, his evet kanaanim, are also able to eat the terumah. Now, it should be pointed out there was one more halakha, actually, an evet kanaani, let's say, that is the acquisition of a bat Yisrael that's married to a kohen. So that's the case which the Gemara is going to analyze today, that would be a kinyan of a kinyan. Which means the Batya says the Kenyan of the Kohen, and she has a Kenyan. She has Avadim, Kenanim, but she brought into the marriage that is still considered Kenyan Kaspor. The Gibbala is going to say that not only do his Kenyanim eat Terumah, but if his Kenyanim make a Kenyan, they also eat Terumah. Therefore, that would be the Avadim, Kenanim of a Bat Yisrael that married a Kohen. And we'll see the parameters of that case as we get into the Gibbala. Second introduction that you need to know is. When a lady gets married, uh, of course there is a ketubah that's written, that's a document. And in the ketubah there's different uh, monetary items that are discussed. Specifically, a type of asset that is called nikse son barzel. What are nikse son barzel? Customarily a lady might bring in assets uh, to the marriage. For example, she had uh, slaves of her own, she had uh, kelim, different type of uh, uh, housewares, whatever they may be. So she brings them into the uh, marriage. Now, in the case of a divorce or a uh, death of a husband, there has to be a settlement regarding that property that she brings into the marriage. So when it comes to Nixes Sun Barzel, the husband does delineate those assets in the Kitubah, but the deen is, the way they work is as follows. He becomes the, uh, we'll call it for now, responsible for these items, and at the time that they enter into the marriage, they make an assessment, an evaluation, on how much these are worth. Example, let's take for argument's sake, $10,000, and that becomes the price she will get, it's a fixed price, like barzel, it's a fixed price that no matter what happens to the assets, if they go up, she still gets the 10000 If they decrease in value, she still gets her 10000 in the event of a divorce or a death. That's called an excess son barzel. Barzel again meaning it's solid, it's a fixed rate. Which really tells us that the husband really has the control on the, uh, on the assets of an excess son barzel. But she can't lose, but she can't gain. She gets the fixed price that was set up at the beginning of the marriage. That's called an excess son barzel. The other type of nechassim is called nechseh milog. Nechseh milog means, which generally works, that let's say in the marriage itself, they were married already, all of a sudden she got a windfall. She got some uh, assets uh, from an inheritance, or whatever it may be. So that wasn't already uh, in the uh, ketubah. That already is her money. However, the halakha does say the husband is allowed to benefit from those assets. Being that it is his wife, we call that he eats perot. He has the, let's say it's a field, for example. So he gets to eat the uh, profit or the produce from it, while she owns the goof. She owns the actual asset itself. That's called nikseh milog. Now there's going to be a very important nafkamina when we start talking about avadim, when we talk about servants. Let's say she brings into the marriage servants. Now, it's going to be, these Abadim are going to be part of the Son Barzel, now we call them Avdeh, Son Barzel, so then already, really they belong to the owner, to the husband. 
Mashiachin, if she brings them in and they're really avdem milog, so she's really hers, you can benefit from their work. So there's going to be nafkaminot on where these Ebed Kenanim, if they're son barzel or the milog, regarding their law of eating tirumah, as we're going to see in our first Mishnah. And now, with that introduction, we can start. The Mishnah begins. Almana le Kohen Gadol. Girushav alutsa le Kohen Hidyot. Common denominator between the two cases of forbidden marriages. Almana cannot marry a Kohen Gadol, and obviously a Kohen Hidyot cannot marry a Girushav. They got married. Echni salo avde milog ve'avde son barzel. And she brought into the marriage, we're assuming now we're talking about, let's say, about Israel. she brought into the marriage, Avadim, whether they be Son Barzel, or whether they be Milog. So the Mishnah says, Avdeh Milog, the Avadim of Milog, which means really those are hers, Lo Yochlu Bitruma. They cannot eat Truma. Avdeh Son Barzel, but if it's son barzeh, which really belong now to the husband, yochelu, they're able to eat terumah. So there's enough coming out right off the bat to Mishnah regarding the avadim, to what assets they fall under. Son barzeh, they consider the kohens, so we can assume right away, what's the kohens? It's Kenyan Kaspo. That's already, it's his Kenyan. He owns them. What's the deal of Kenyan Kaspo? Kenyan Kaspo eats terumah. <coughs> However, when it comes to the case of Nixem Midlog, we can assume off the bat that they're hers. Now they're ours, well she is a halala, incidentally, because once she marries <coughs> forbidden union, like this case over here, she becomes halala, so she becomes forbidden to eat tirumah herself, so therefore her acquisitions as well are going to be forbidden. So that would be the simple understanding why Nikseb Basun Barzel or Avdesun Barzel eat tirumah, because they considered Kenyan Kaspo of the Kohen, Mashaikin Nikseb Avdem Milog are considered the Kenyan of the wife, and since she herself now is halala status, so her acquisitions are not going to be able to eat tirumah as well. That's a simple rendering of the Mishnah. The Gemara again will elaborate on these dinim. The Mishnah gives us the rules of what makes an Eved, Eved Milog. Which means if the Abadim died, it's her loss. If the Abadim went up in price, so therefore it's her benefit, which really tells us she owns it. Even though the husband is obligated to support and feed them, they do not eat the rumah because they consider the assets of the wife, who incidentally is a halala. The following are considered abdesun barzel. If the Abadim die, it's the husband's loss. If they went up in price, he gets the benefit. Again, she gets the fixed price called the Shumah, that the evaluation that they made at the time of the Ketubah. Since he is obligated, Mishnah's language is over here, is literally not that he owns it, but he's responsible for these Abadim. So therefore, they indeed may eat the Tirumah only because they considered his, that's considered Kenyan Kaspo. Kenyan Kaspo eats Tirumah. Now let's read Rashi's up to this point. What the lady brings into the marriage, meaning a shuma is made, a, an evaluation is made of the assets, which means he accepts upon them 
responsibility ketubatav is written in the ketubah. Kemoshe kodim like they write today, even today they write in the ketubah. Vedan nidunya. This is the assets or the monies that alat le that she brought in the beabu from her father's house. The umosif kenegdan. You can also add, let's say, they'll give her what's called a tosefet. He'll add these generous men. He'll add some money to the dowry. The chotev sacha kol kibel alat ploni kach vekach bektubata korin son brazel. So that money that he accepts upon himself, that set price is called son brazel. The yesh shemachnes mamon harbe. Now say a lady brings in a lot of money, so therefore she doesn't want to put it all in the ketubah. She wants to have some assets uh, for herself. She leaves some over for herself. So the husband, as we said, eats the fruit, let's say it's a field, and there's the work of the slaves. But she gets the, or she still owns the uh, principle. Vim metu metula, which is if they died, it's her loss. Now the Masoret over here makes a little sad change over here. Vim hotiru, he says, hotiru la. If they went up, they go up far as well. Lashon son barzel, the language now, where do you get son barzel? Keren kayam. It's like Barzel, it's fixed, it's solid. She'en pochet v'nefsad. She'afilu metu kulan, even if they all died, achariyutan alav v'shalem na, k'shiyamut o yegarishen na. That's the explanation. Comes next to she, avdem milog lo yochelu. Why don't avdem milog eat? Lefi she'en shela. Because they belong to her, v'hi halala. And she becomes a halala, so the assumption is she, she doesn't eat. So our acquisitions also cannot eat as well. Now we go back to the Mishnah. Mishnah continues. Bat Yisrael. Bat Yisrael, she married a Kohen. That is a legal marriage. She brought in Avadim Kira'anim. Ben Avdeh Milog. Ben Avdeh Son Barzel. Elu Yochlu Betrumah. That she says, Afilu Avdeh Milog. Can eat even though they're not his. She'enam She'lo Yochel. Why? Ta'ainu Kinyano She'kana Kinyan. Because this is a case that we learned in our introduction. She's the Kinyan of the Kohen. And we learned that what? Not only is the Kinyan of the Kohen eat Tirumah, but if his Kinyan made a Kinyan, for example, this case over here, this lady has Avdeh Milog, which is her Kinyan, also is Ma'achil Betrumah. Comes the Mishnah and gives another case. Ubat Kohen Shiniset Li Yisrael. And that's a daughter of a Kohen that married a Yisrael. Now we learned off the bat that when a Bat Kohen marries Yisrael, she loses her rights to the Terumah. So, Vachnisa lo Abadim. And she brought into the marriage Abadim. Ben Milog. Ben Avdeson Barzel. Hareelu lo yuchlu betrumah. Because now the guy's not a Kohen. So therefore, it's not, uh, there's no deen of uh, Yisrael being a Machit to my, even though she's a Bat Kohen. And she says, Bat Yisrael is just a Kohen. Afilu. Right, that we read already. Okay, so that's uh, self-explanatory, that last case of the Mishnah. Just bottom line, the guy's Yisrael. So we cannot be machiyed to the mouth. And begins. So we learned in the first case of the Mishnah. We have a Kohen Gadol, let's say. Married in Almanah. So the marriage is illegal. After that, she becomes a Halala. And we said that if she has Avdem Milog. Again, Avdem Milog means the Abadim are belonging to her, so they do not eat terumah. So the question of the Gemara is, why not? Amai. 
Let it be not worse than his kinyan, which is, the marriage is still a marriage. The almanah is considered his kinyan, even though it was done by Isud. And therefore, his wife, which is kinyan, has a kinyan now, which is the avadim. So let the avadim eat, which is, even if we're not going to let her eat, because she's a halala. No, we're not going to be matira, but at least, if this kinyan made a kinyan, like we're going to learn from the pesukim now, the kaura, she should be able to eat, which means, why is this different than the sefah of the Mishnah? In the sefah of the Mishnah, we said, when a legal marriage, when a regular Bakistan marries a queen, and she has nechseh milod, they eat. And what's the logic? Because the kinyan made a kinyan, so it's mutar. So even if the marriage is illegal, still we should work with the sevara or the basuk that says kinyano that made a kinyan is zemachi bitruman. How do we know this? The chat is from the brayta. Minayin lekohen shenasa isha. How do we know a kohen that say marries a lady vekana abadim and he bought slaves? Sheyuklu bitruma. Stop. How do we know that abadim kenaanim of a kohen eat bitruma? Shema emar vekohen ki yikne nefesh kinyan kaspo who yochal bo. Which means his acquisitions. So the Eved Kanani eats. That's number one. What about, let's say, the wife of a Kohen that bought slaves? Or another case. Let's say the Kohen's Abadim bought Abadim. How do we know that they can eat now in this pasuk over here, there's extra words. The words kinyan kaspo are extra. Pasuk just could say vechoen ki nefesh. What does it mean that to say kinyan kaspo? So the Gemara's doresh kinyano shekana kinyan. Even if it's acquisition, something that the coin acquired, made an acquisition, ochel. And that's the question mark right over there. Now, let's read Rashi. Rashi says, Shenasa isha bekana abadim. O kana abadim. Which means a kohen. Married a lady or he bought slaves. Both are considered acquisitions. Is not kidam teruma. Uminayin leisha. Bat nisela kohen. Shekanta abadim min nechsem log shela. O abadav shel kohen shekanu abadim. Now we have to understand. I can understand the case of a lady buying abadim. So they become the Kohen's Kenyan, that made a Kenyan, from the Kenyan Kaspo Pasuk, we learned that they eat Tiruma. But we just have to understand, what's the case of the Kohen's slaves bought slaves? How does a Kohen slave buy a slave? Which means, I don't need, I don't need the an automatic, we know, Mashkana Evet, Kanada Bo. So that was automatic, it belongs to the Master. What do I need a special Dirashat to tell me if it's Abadim, bought Abadim? I would have a Abadim that she need to remind, so it's automatically belonging to the owner. So that she says, Abadim, Shkaru Abadim, Gersinabim, Tomar, Meshkana, Ibit, Kanarabo. It's automatic. Whatever the uh, slave buys, belongs to the Rabinu. What do I need a Pasuk to include them? It's obvious. Meshkata, Gonchinatulo, Le'Avid, Mane, Anrat, Shein, Rabore, Shutpo. Which means the cases they gave the, the owner gave, let's say, the um, uh, slave money, this is your money or was given money to him, let's say, by another place I'm giving it to for you your uh, master has no rights to this money, so therefore technically he's able to buy something with this money now, it's his money, the Adon, it was stipulated from the beginning Adon has no rights to it, so then we bought a heaven uh, so what is that? Kenyano Shekana Kenyan, automatically those Abadim now are able to eat them as well next Rashi, to give you the uh, way we make the limud over here Nefesh Kenyan Kaspo. Kenyan Kaspo Kerayetera, Vedarshina, Dedahi, Atavahi, Mashma. The Mashmoto, the Pasuk is like this. 
Kohen. Meaning, when his kinyan buys somebody, So it's the kinyan kaspo shekana nefesh. That's the way we understand the pasuk. His kinyan made a kinyan. Also, back to the question. What's the question? Let the nixeb or the avdem milog. Let them eat teruma in this case. Because bottom line, even though she's a halala, she's considered his acquisition. Kenyan. And therefore, Kenyano, Shahasa Kenyan, she bought Avadim, because, so what? The din is that what? The Avadim should be able to eat Tura. Why Ramishnah say, Avdemilog, Lo Yoklu Betruma? So the Gemara is going to offer a few understanding, a few answers. But first, the Gemara offers an answer is going to be immediately rejected. Gemara wants to say, First word of the line. Kol ha'ochel ma'achil. Kosheeno ochel, eno ma'achil. Answer. Which means a rule. If you could eat, you could feed. But if you can't eat, you can't feed. And therefore, in this case over here, she's a halala. And therefore, since she can't eat, so therefore, she's not going to be able to feed. It's different than the case of the Mishnah, the second case of the Mishnah. The second case of the Mishnah was a legal marriage. The wife herself can eat. The wife herself can eat, so her acquisitions can eat as well. But since in this case over here, she cannot be okhel, she's a halala. So, they, so therefore, the Gemara wants to say a sevara. If you can't eat, you cannot be ma'akhil. And therefore, these avdim milog cannot eat based on this sevara. Comes the Gemara and says, well, Velo, that's all. Because you have a Kohen, let's say, he's an Arel, he's uncircumcised. An uncircumcised Kohen is not allowed to eat Teruma. Or let's say you have a Kohen that is Tameh. So long as the Kohen is Tameh, he's not allowed to eat Teruma. However, the deen is Ma'akhilim. Their uh, Abadim are able to eat Teruma. Oh, so what do you see? Even though you're not Ochel, you can be Ma'akhil. So what are you telling me over here? So therefore, even though the lady is halala, her abadim should be able to eat. Skebura said there's a big difference. Hatam pumayu ka'ivlehu. Over there, by the case of the Aril and Tameh, it's as if their mouth is hurting them. Mouth is hurting them means it's a temporary problem. It'll go away. The Aril circumcised himself, then he's legal again. Let the Tameh guy jump in the mikveh, he purify himself, he's legal again. In this case, over the halala, she's a halala forever. So therefore, you can't come along and tell me that uh, that the uh, ma'achil and bring me a, a, a question that oh, so even somebody that's not okhil is ma'achil. No, the proof you bring me over here are people that can come around to be good again, that potential to be ma'achilim or okhlim, I should say. So therefore, you can fix it. So the Gemara has a question. So the Gemara says, so that's the Gemara's answer. I mean, the Gemara's answer basically is, at this point, if you can eat, you can feed. And therefore, since the Halak cannot eat, she cannot feed. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Varem mamzer, she'en ochel u'ma'achil. A mamzer, which is a problem that doesn't go away. It's not ka'iv uh, pumayu. It's a problem that's like a halala. 
And obviously a mamzer cannot eat terumah. But we have a specific case, which we're going to see now, that the mamzir could be ma'achil, he could be ma'achil's grandmother when it comes to eating terumah. What's the case? So that she brings us the case. Let's read Rashi Varim Mamzer. Bat Yisrael Shiniset Lekohen. Okay, Bat Yisrael is still good, so far everything's fine. Legal. Legal marriage. The Yalda Bat. They had a daughter. Now, at that point when they have the daughter, it should be pointed out, even if the Kohen dies now, that Bat Yisrael, through the daughter, is not able to eat Tirumah. So therefore, what happened in this case? Oh, the daughter went and married a mamzer, bin, and now she had a son. Okay, that son is a mamzer as well. Umeta. Now the daughter died. So therefore, technically, her only connection to the kiuna is to her husband and to this. Grandson, Ve'aben Kayam, Ve'arem Imo Eshet Kohen, the grandmother of this Mamzer is the wife of a Kohen, Ochelet Bishvilot Terumah Le'achar Mitad Ba'ala. After her husband, the Kohen, dies, we said, what's the rule? So long as she has a zera, so long as she has a seed from the Kohen, whether it's a son, even as a grandson in this case, he, she's connected. So what's coming out over here? The Mamzer was not Ochel, because he's a Mamzer. But what? He's being Ma'achil, his grandmother. His grandmother not going to eat Terumah. Lefish yesh la zera merakohen. Kedetnan besefa befarkin. Vehu en Ochel. Obviously this Mamzer cannot eat Terumah. Dezaru. Now, this case, by the way, we're giving a case of Mamzerut, because that's the case of the Mishnah later on. We could have gave a simple case. You don't have to give a case with Mamzerut. Stam, a regular case over here where the, right, the marriage was a legal marriage. Right? Or the, the bat got married to somebody uh, else, uh, Israel, let's say. And then uh, they had a grandson. The grandson's Israel. He cannot eat Terumah. And then the daughter died, the Kohen died. So her only connection to the Kohen is what? From this grandson, that is Israel, it's not Ochel, but he can be Ma'achil. The reason why we gave a case of Mamzer is because that's the case that the Mishnah brings there. What do you see from over here? Your answer is not an answer. You wanted to say, ah, you know why the Avdem Milog don't eat Terumah? Because she's Halala. Since she's not Ochel, she's not Ma'achil. That's not so. I'll give you a case where you have an Isur, that's a conclusive Isur, like a Halala, a Mamzer. And what? Even though he's not Ochel, he can't be Ma'achil, he can't feed his grandmother Terumah. So then we're back to the question. Why doesn't Avdemilog eat Terumah? It's the Kinyan, Kinyan. The wife is the Kinyan, and the Avdemilog is her Kinyan. We base have Pesukim over here. So the Gemara now is going to give a few answers. Gemara's first answer is the following. Amar Ravina, Ravina says, Kinyan ochel ka'amav. Which means, saying, you misunderstood what we said originally. When we said, whoever eats can feed, and whoever can eat, does not feed, no, you forgot a word. It meant a Kinyan that can eat, can feed. But a Kinyan that cannot eat, cannot feed. And therefore say it like this, Kinyan ochel ma'achil. She'en ochel, eno ma'achil. 
Which means, you're right, when it comes to the case of the Mamzer, there's no deen of Kinyanim over there by the Mamzer. That's a regular case over there where the Torah law is that if there's a living descendant from the Kohen, uh, whether even if he's a non-Tiruma uh, eater, he's Bachila's uh, grandmother. Fine, that's not it from Medin Kinyanim. But we're giving a clown now. When the Torah gave us the rule and said that the Kinyan that made a Kinyan is Ma'ez Ochir Tiruma, that's only what? What the first Kinyan is Ochir Tiruma. But if the first Kinyan cannot eat Tiruma, then the Kinyan that it's subsequently going to make cannot be eating Tiruma as well. Only an eater can feed. But if you're a non-eater, you can't cause others to eat Tiruma as well. Hence, this lady is a Halala. So therefore, she cannot eat. She's a Kinyan that cannot eat. She's a Kinyan she'en ochel. So therefore, Kinyan she'en ochel cannot be machir to the avdeh milog. So that's the way Rabbi Nazar understands, which means really he's saying, Minhat Torah, from Torah law, this lady is... Uh, forbidden, because she's a halala, and her servants, her slaves, are also asurim men of Torah as well. She's that which the Torah said, kinyano, she'asa kinyan ochel, that's only talking about where the kinyan itself could be ochel. But men Torah, if the kinyan cannot be ochel, he's understanding that the kinyan also cannot be ochel. That's Lavina's answers. Now the subsequent answers are going to work with a different logic. They're going to say no. Really, in Torah, Kenyan that made a Kenyan, Tabadim really should be allowed to eat. But now the Gibraltar is going to give us a series of different Gizerot that the Hakamim made in order to say that even though it's permissible, but we're worried about certain concerns and therefore we're going to make it forbidden. So it's a tremendous Nafkamina between Navina and the subsequent answers. Does the Eved have a heter minat Torah or not? Ravina says, assume minat Torah to eat. And the subsequent shitot are going to say, no, mutar minat Torah, because of certain gezerot, they going to be forbidden. And what's the gezerot? The Gebra says, the Ravah says, medeoraita mechal achle. Minat Torah, the abadim can eat, which is granted. The lady herself is a halala. Nobody's matira to eat the rumah. But her abadim, abdemilog, can eat. The rabbanan who de gazru behu. The rabbis made a gezerah. What's the gezerah? Kedesh shetomar, because we want her to say, ani, ani ochelet. I don't eat teruma. Uh, she accepts it, let's say. I'm a halala. Fine. Avdi enam ochrim. And my servants also don't eat. And she's thinking to herself, listen, I'm married to a kohen over here. And I'm not getting any uh, any benefits, which means, Mishlama, me, you want to call me a halala? Fine. But my slaves, you're also you're saying kenet teruma. So what's that going to cause her to say? Zonahi etzlo. She's going to now have the attitude that what? I'm like the Zonati, I'm a stranger to you. I have no, uh, no kehuna benefits from you. And then what's going to happen? It'll be a reason for him to divorce her. Which is we want to create a friction between the wife and the Kohen. Because she's married to Isur. So how do you do that? You say that she has no benefits. 
So he says, what am I getting out of this whole marriage? If I married a Kohen, I don't eat, oh, fine. I'm Al-Araz. You can accept that, let's say. But my, uh, my slaves? My slaves, we have Kenyanim over here. Kenyanim of the Kohen. So why, 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 can I, why can't they eat? Rabbi said, you can't eat. Now when he says, I'm, 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 I'm like a strange over here. So what's going to end up happening? We'll get a divorce. So therefore, it's a catalyst to cause a divorce. Comes the Gemara and gives another reason, another interpretation. Gemara says, correct. Ravashi Amar Gezera. What's the Gezera? Sheme Ta'achil Laachar Mita. Minat Torah, she's permissible to feed these Avdemilog. She's a Kenyan, these are her Kenyans, a Kenyanosh, Asa Kenyan, Muteret. Now, when is she Muteret? She's only Muteret, of course, because she has a husband that's a Kohen. It's coming from the Kohen's uh, Kenyan. Now, when the Kohen dies, so obviously her whole uh, source of feeding the Avdemilog is not here anymore. And therefore, they're going to be forbidden. Now, what's going to happen over here? We're worried. If you're going to start giving the Avdemilog, she's going to feed them even after the death of the Kohen. And therefore, we're worried about that. If that's Turuma, you're giving Turuma to a, to a not Turuma either. So therefore, don't feed them when they're married. Gezerah that they might get fed after the Kohen is not there. Rashi. Shema ta'akil Milog shela. Okay? Now, Rashi points out, Aval son barzel, when it comes to the son barzel avadim, which we said that they eat. And we didn't make a gizira on that, which means the avdes son barzel, they consider the property of the Kohen. So what's the deen? Kohen's alive, they eat. So why don't you make a gizira on the son barzel as well? Maybe say don't eat because maybe they're going to eat after the death of the Kohen and they're not going to eat after the death of the Kohen. So Gabriel says, Lekal le mikzara, she says, That's a lot mishum dida akhle, ela mishum Kohen shurabam. Everybody knows, including the lady, that son barzel, what's their heter to eat? Their heter is coming from who? They're the acquisition of the Kohen. Once the Kohen is no longer, so nobody's going to make a mistake to give them Tiruma. They know from the beginning that their whole source is from the Kohen. Masha'enken, Avdem Milog. Who owns the Avdem Milog? The lady. So if you're going to tell me that, oh, when the Kohen was alive, she's going to rationalize, well, they're mine. So they're eating from me. Oh, so if the Kohen dies even, she said, what's the difference? I don't eat the Kohen. She was eating, they were eating from me anyway. So the Gezerada, she might come to continue to feed them. So therefore the Gebara is coming along to saying this answer. Really, after they get, uh, after he dies, let's say she might continue to feed them. Because already her whole rationale is, they were eating from me anyway. They're mine. And therefore, why should they stop? That's a problem, because really they were only eating because they considered the Kenyan of the Kenyan of the Kohen. So if that's the case, if you're going to start making such gezerot, why don't you go make a gezerot in a much uh, more obvious case? What's the case? Gemara says, According to what you're saying, Bat Yisrael shinisset the Kohen. In a regular case, of a Bat Yisrael that marries a Kohen. Like we should say, which any Bat Yisrael that's married to Kohen that has, let's say, Avdemilog. So the Avdemilog eat. 
So it's, a, it's a legal marriage. There's no, there's no gizna in that case. Make a gizna, gizna, shima, tachila, harmita. What do you say regularly? What, what, what do you have to tell me a case of an almana that married a Kohen Gadol? Make the gizna in a regular case then. In a regular case of a Baptist that marries a Kohen. Right? She brought an Avdemilog to the marriage. What's the deen? Beautiful marriage. Avdemilog able to eat. It's the Kenyan. The medic has a Kenyan. No problem. Uh, why don't you make a gizna in this case also? That if she feeds Abdemilog, when the coins are large, the guy might die, she's going to feed them. Why'd you only make a gizra in a case where the Bat Yisrael, who was a divorcee or an Ammana, married a coin gadol? The Karayu gizra should be in all the cases, and we don't make a gizra in such a case. We said at the end of our Mishnah, the Bat Yisrael marries a coin, she has Abdemilog, they eat. So therefore, you see, we're not going with such a, such a gizra. So this gizra is rejected. Because if it was emet, it would apply across the board. It would apply even in the case of a regular Pakistan that marries a Kohen. Then we should make a gizna that the Avdeh below cannot eat because then we might feed him after the death. So the Gebra adjusts. You know what we're talking about over here? Be'almana Kohenet. We're changing the case then. What was the case that we said over here we're concerned about uh, not giving the Avdeh Milog she wasn't a regular almana bat Yisrael like we always assumed. She's an almana bat kohen. How does that change anything? Well, almana bat kohen has the factor of a father's house. Okay, she always can go back to the father's house and eat to Rumah. So how's it going to affect the case of here? So it says, she, I mean, give But almana kohen it. The atya, the uruyeh, she's going to come and rationalize and make a ruling for herself and say like this. Listen, these slaves over here, these Avdemilog, initially they were eating Tirumah before I got married. Because they considered the fathers, right? A father's queen. So therefore the father has a queen, and therefore her uh, daughter, as well as her daughter's acquisitions, are going to have a deen to eat Tirumah. No problem. She eats, her uh, slaves eat. In Sebeles, now I got married to this guy, the high, to the Kohen, let's say, which was Be'isur. Achle betrumad de Gabrai. They were still eating. Minat Torah, no, Minat Torah, the Kenyan, that makes the Kenyan, eats. So therefore, no problem, they were eating, uh, they continued to eat. Now what happened? Ve'ashta, now that the husband died, she's going to say like this, Hadrali limilte kamaita. I'll go back to my original status. Original status, I'll go back to my father's house, and they'll still eat Muhammad, my father. Oh, but she didn't realize. Originally, she wasn't a halala. However, but now that she got married, now she's a halala. So when she goes back to her father's house, she's not the same. And therefore, she lost her status. Therefore, Abadim also cannot eat Tiruma. And therefore, we're concerned in that one case. That could come a problem. Look at Nashi the way he speaks it out for us. First word on the first line in Nashi. Gezera. Shemit. Actually, read the next Nashi. Ba'almana Kohenit. Nashi speaks out. Almana Kohenit. Bat Kohen. Sheshaba litrumat aviha mimitat ba'la. In case of the bad Kohen, the husband died, she goes back to her father's house to eat Truma. V'yamrinan, yuchlu avde milog bitruma b'chayi ba'la, Kohen gadol zeh, mishum kenyano, shikana kenyan. They're going to say that when she's married to the Kohen, 
that what that the care of the milub should eat teruma because it's kinyan or shalasa kinyan. Delo garach halala me'evit shekana abadim. That's right. It's not worse than me'evit that's more abadim. Kinyan or shalasa kinyan. Barman halala she can eat, but it's kinyan or shalasa kinyan. Right. Now what's going to happen? Achal ruyeteraj. She's going to rationalize it. Achal mitato laachilam b'teruma mahmat abiha. She's going to feed them from her father. Because what is she going to say? The amra Originally, before she became an almana, they were eating terumah from her father's house. In Sibile, I got married, the Kohen Gadol, they were eating terumah from my husband. Hashtag go back to the original position. Right, just like um, none of them the first time when she was a widow, let's say. When she was a widow, she went back. When she, was, when she, when she, she got widowed the first time. This would point that out. When she, she was married, she became a widow. Doesn't matter. She goes back to her father. That's a very important point. When she, when she comes to a widow, she's not a surah. She goes back to her father's uh, house. She's okay. She said, What's the difference now? I married this going get old. Now I got uh, widowed or divorced. I go back. Let me do the same thing. Oh, but she doesn't realize that what? Now she became a. Halalas, let's understand the says Gizirawbi, the in a very specific case. It's only in a case that what was an Alman was a Kohen Gadol married an Almana and she was a Kohenit, and you're worried that if you're gonna let the Avdemilog eat Tiruma, even though you should let them in a Torah, because she's a Kenyan that made a Kenyan, so there was an Avid that bought an Avid. But you're worried in the event that he dies, she's going to go back to father. She's going to say, listen, already, one time already from my father's house when I went back, right after the first marriage, when my husband died, when I went back to my father's house, he was back here, the ticket to the Avadi made. So by enough coming on, now the Kohen dies, go back. And little she knows, you're a Harana now. Your status changed. But again, that's a very specific case. So comes to Gibran and says, Tina Almana Kohenit. Okay, that explains the case of Almana Kohenit. Almana Bat Yisrael Ma'ikalimimar. Which means, what are you going to say by an Almana Bat Yisrael? Which is a regular Almana Bat Yisrael. There's no Gizera like this. She's not going back to her father's house. So the Kharab shouldn't make a Gizera. So Gibran says, Ba'almenuta Lo Pedigi Rabbana. Rule of Lo Pelug. Meaning you're right. The only gezerah should be by almana kohen gator kohen gadol. But we're going to make a gezerah all almanot. We're going to make a gezerah almanat bat Yisrael to a kohen gadol at to almana kohenet. And then we're never going to let the avdem milog eat teruma in those cases. That's she. Almana, three lines on the bottom. Almana, bat yisrael, delo achal eruyesh. Not going to come and rationalize any mistakes. Ma'ika lememar. Ma'itama lo achle b'chayav. Halo garam e'evit shikana abadim. That's a regular case. Kenyan, chasa kenyan. Lo pelige, lo chelku ben almana la almana. Now the Gemara goes on to a new subject. Comes the Gemara and says, Itmar, we have a statement. A statement from the Amoraim. Hamachneset Shom Lebaala. Okay, a lady brought into the marriage Shom. What is Shom? No. Shom is items that have to be evaluated. What type of Nechassim would that be? Son Barzel. 
somebody says the husband makes an evaluation and assessment on them at the time of the ketubah. So she brings into the marriage, we call that shom lebaala, items that are assessed. Okay? Now what happened? Look at that she. Two lines of the Bible. Nechnes said shom lebaala, nechses son barzel, she shama lo bichtubata. Right? He evaluated and assessed them at the time of the ketubah, vayayubem kelim. Oh. We're not talking about slaves over They were actually kelim, vessels, vedavara misuyam, right? Specific items. Ukshe girsha ubata litol ketubat, litol ketubata, and she gets divorced. So she gets a ketubat. No argument that she gets a ketubat. But what's the argument now? She's coming along and saying, I want the items, I want the kelim. Now, now this goes against what we're learning till now. We always understood what I mean. Excess from Brazil, the husband owns them, she just gets the, uh, the value. This case over here, she thinks she has certain right over here to come along and say, I want the kelim themselves. We come to a mahloket amuraim on this case. What's the mahloket? Gebarah says, He omitted, Keli and he noted it. It is a my, is my keli, I'm taking it. Demim and he noted He says, I'm paying the money that we established with the assessment. Okay, that's she in the bottom line. Whatever I accepted the assessment is, the kelim are $100. For the time that we made the assessment, they're under my jurisdiction. I'll got to return you the kelim. She comes along and says, no, I want them. So what's the deen? The deen is over here, ma loket. Hadin imi. Well, ask question, who's the law with? Is it with the husband or is it with the wife? Who's got the right claim? Rabbi Yudah says, Hadin Amma. She has the claim. She can claim the, uh, the, 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 So we have a ma'lokit. Comes again, what I now explains. Rabbi Yudah says, Hadin Amma. Mishum Shevah Bet Avia Didahave. These items are not regular items. We're going to say that these items have a certain, let's say, heirloom, exactly. These are certain sentimental items that the father gives the uh, bride when she's entering into a marriage. These are kelim. And therefore, she can come along and say, these are not stam items over here. The item is the, I don't want money. The money's not the sentimental values. This is an heirloom. And therefore, whenever you have a specific item like that, like a devam like a keli, she can come along and say, listen, when we talk about the from Barzel, that's maybe avadim, and that's all the other stuff. But when it comes to a keli, I have a right to come and demand the keli itself. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yudah. Now, what's the opinion of Rabbi Ami? Rabbi Ami Amar Hadin Immo. Why? Kevan de Amar Mor. Immetu Metulo. Vimotiru Hotiru Lo. Hoil Behayab Behar Yutan Yochlu. He brings a raya from Hamishnah. Amishtag gave a very clear definition on how son barzel work. By the case of Avdeh son barzel, the Mishnah said, they eat tiruma. What's the reason why they eat tiruma? Because they're his. What does it mean they're his? If they go up in price, he benefits. If they go down in price, he loses. He just pays her a fixed price. And that's the reason why they're ochil tiruma. That's the key. Because they're considered his... Kenyan, maybe they considered his, which is, we might have made Gizirot, let's say by Nikseh Milog, 
Right? Either from the Torah law we said it's forbidden, nor we said we made gizot. But when it came to the son Barzel, bottom line, I don't care if she's a halalal or anything, it's not hers. It's coming from the Kohen's Kinyan. He's responsible for them, like the Mishnah said. So therefore, what's the Biyami saying? That's the nature of Son Barzel. Son Barzel is the acquisition of the owner, of the husband. And therefore, she cannot come along and say, I want the Kilim back. What do you want the Kilim back? Not your Kilim to take back. That's the Biyami Zayah. This is seemingly a strong Raya from our Mishnah. Rashi, top line. Yochelu. That's the Biyami's proof. After eating teruma, most me they belong to the husbands. The husbands are kenyan. So Kavara says, Amar Rav Safra. So Rav Safra challenges the Emi's proof. Don't say anywhere in the Mishnah that he owns that. All it says in the Mishnah is that he is responsible for them. They're not his. Which means no raya. It's the reason why he gets the profit, it goes up, it goes down. He's responsible. He took a responsibility for them. But doesn't say anywhere that he owns them. It could be really there's still the acquisition of the uh, of the wife. So comes the Gibran says, hold it. You're telling me that he doesn't own them per se. All he has in the Mishnah, because you're being middagdek, acharayut. Right? He has a certain uh, responsibility towards them, which means he has to watch these eyes. He's responsible to make sure that nothing happens to these eyes. He has a responsibility to them. Is acharayut enough to feed these abadim terumah? The Chaurah, when we talk about Kenyan Kaspo, Kenyan usually we understand means he owns them. Not of Safra saying, no, no, he doesn't own them. No proof. He, the real lady owns them. It's Ahrayut. It's responsibility. So the Gemara is going to challenge that. Does Ahrayut alone Machir Truma? So the Gemara is going to challenge that. Just because he has responsibility, is that already is enough that he's Machir Truma? We have a Mishnah Truma that says the exact opposite. What does it say in the Mishnah Truma? Yisrael Shesachar Param Mikohen. Yisrael, he rented a cow from a Kohen. Now the law is that normally the uh, animals of Kohanim are also able to eat Terumah as well. Kohen can feed his animals Terumah. So now Yisrael rented. But who's the owner? The owner is the Kohen. So it says, He's able to feed the uh, animals. Kershinim, Kershinim, they call it vet, it's animal fodder, it's animal food, he can feed it, Terumah. Kohen, second case, Shesachar Parami Yisrael, in the other case, the Kohen, <coughs> that rented a cow, from Yisrael, Afalpi Shemizunotealav, even though who's responsible for this animal, the Kohen's responsible, he has to feed it. Lo He cannot feed it kershinet Now wait, the Kohen is considered a sochet, he's a renter. A renter is considered hayab haryutan. What do you mean hayab? If the animal gets stolen, or the animal gets lost, he's responsible. So what do you see over here? Just because you're responsible doesn't ma'achil Terumah. So what do you tell me in the Mishnah? Hayab b'chariyutan. Hayab b'chariyutan. Barosin nixem. Son barzel. That's not going to be enough. 
Because you see that Acharayut does not machir betruma. So comes the Gemara and says, "Vitizmira." What are you talking? That, that, that's what you're comparing it to. You're comparing Amishnah of the Son Barzel to this case of here of the Kohen that rented a cow. Vitizmira is it is it a fair analogy? Nehi namid mehayev beginiba ba'abeda. Yeah, he has responsibility. What's his responsibility? Limited liability, we call that. I mean, he's only ayat v'geneva, stolen, and aveda. Be'unseha. Let's see, something happened on us, which means the animal got struck by lightning. There's no hayyub on that. He's not hayyub on that level. Be'chahasha. Or let's say the animal got sick, got weak. damiha. Or let's say the market on cows went down. It's not Hayab in that case, which means that's not considered Hayab by Maharayut, because you see it's a limited liability. And therefore, that's not the case of Al Mishnah. When we talk about the case of Al Mishnah, that the, uh, the uh, husband gets these Nikhseh Son Barzel, he has a responsibility on all claims over here. So therefore, it's not the, you compare it, oh, Ahrayut is nothing. Because when you see, you see the case of the Mishnah, where the queen went to the cow, he has Ahrayut, and uh, he can't feed the Rumah. That's not called Ahrayut. That's not similar to the Ahrayut that we're talking about in our Mishnah. So Gibra says, what is it analogous to Ahlul Dami Ahlul Nisifah? You want to compare our case of the Son Barzel in the Mishnah to a case in the Masechet and the Mishnayot to Rumah, it's the following case. Yisrael Shisham Para Mikohin. Let's say you have a Yisrael, right? They made an evaluation before he gave him the para. He made an evaluation on the para, and he gave it to the Kohen. So it says, Lo teruma. He cannot eat the animal, cannot eat teruma. That's his case. I should read one more case. Aval. Kohen, but a Kohen. Shesham param Yisrael. The Kohen, he evaluated the cow, made evaluation on the cow. From Yisrael, then he took it. Ya'achilena kershinet What's Pshat he evaluated? Already he accepted for liability, which means this is the price of the cow over here. Right? Tells the Yisrael, they work it out, this is the number over here, what it's worth. It's worth $1,000, matter what happens over here. I don't care if the market goes down, I don't care if the animals get struck by lightning, I don't care. Bottom line, I get a thousand dollars. So you're taking a full liability. And what? The Kohen in that case, when he rents under such full responsibility, the deed is he can feed it. Oh, so what do you see? You don't have to own it. So therefore, that's Safra's claim, that's a good claim. He's coming along and saying, your old claim is what? In order to feed Barzel is considered the acquisition. Therefore, she cannot come along and say, I want the Kelim back. Then we see in our Mishnah, the whole logic why the Kohen can, can feed this Tukhseh Son Barzel, of course, he owns it. That's the first that's not so. doesn't own it. Mishnah never said he owned it. Mishnah just said, Hayab Bahari Yutam. And look, we see in the Mishnah Tirumah that if it's a full liability, so therefore the proof that Rav Ami tried to bring from the Mishnah, Rav Safra says, really is no raya, you don't see that there's an ownership, or you see that there's an akhrayut, I can really tell you it's the ladies. Really the lady belongs to the, the son Gazin. It's just that what he has a responsibility towards them. Look at Rashi, about Kohen, Shesham Param Yisrael, right? He assessed the para from the Yisrael, Bidamim Kisusak Lamenu, Listen, 
I'm renting you the cow. You pay me back the thousand dollars that we assessed, regardless. She says, okay, what happens to the cow? This is the number that I get back. Shim tekaresh, if let's say the animal gets weak, or tennis, or there's a, you know, a circumstance beyond his control, or you sloop parot, or the market goes down, ba'olam yitin, hadamin yachilena kershine truma. In that case, the coin feeds it to kershine mo'il, vikibla ba'ariyuto, vafapisha ozeret be'anea, which is even though, if everything stays the same, who does the cow belong to? To Israel. He returns the cow to Israel. Im lo yifratu dabeah. Kol kama de lo adra didehu vegabe avadim nameh. But his slaves also. Afal gab de adre be'inayu. Which means if everything stays the same, the lady will get them. Kevan dilen yukrav vizlag kaymeh brushutakle. Which means if he's able to eat it because he has the responsibility to, to, make, uh, to make the payments. So therefore, what do you see over here? Ravdimi have no da'ya, Ravami have no da'ya. Comes Gabran says, Yativ Rabba the Rav Yosef b'shilhe perked the Rav Nachman. Rabba Rav Yosef ne'esat in the shiur, the end of the shiur. Shilhe means the end. They caught the end of the shiur of Rav Nachman. The Yatve v'Kaam and they said like this. Tanya kevateh the Rav Yehuda v'Tanya kevateh the Rabbi Ame. We actually have brightot. Tanayik support for both shittot. Again, Rav Yudah's opinion is, she can take back the kelim. Hadin, imma. She can come along and ask for the kelim. Rav uh, Amir, Rabbi Amir shita is what? Hadin, immo. Tanya kevadeh de Rabbi Amir. We have an ayah for Rabbi Amir that says, Hadin, immo. Avde son barzel. Yosin b'shen ve'ayin le'ish, aval lo le'ishah. You have a case where Kohen married the Bat Yisrael. She brought in, let's say, Nechseh Son Barzeh. You have Avadim. Avadim Kena'anim. What's the law of an Ebed Kena'anim in the Torah? The law is if the owner, let's say, blinds the Ebed, Sima'et Enoh, Oh, peel it, shino, knock out his tooth. The Eved goes out free. Eved kanani yotze b'shen ve'ayin. But that law is only by the owner. Owner has to do it. So let's say a stranger comes along and does mapil the shen or the ayin. He doesn't go free with that. Also, what do we have in Tanya? We have a bright that it clearly says over here. A lady brought in son Brazil. They have Amadim now. So it says he goes out b'shen ve'ayin. On who? Who, who, who attacked the Eved? The Ish, the man, the husband. But not the lady. lady. Oh, so what do you see? That the son Barzel is considered owned by the husband. Because only he has a deen of Shen Barzel. If she went and knocked out the Eved's eye, he doesn't go free. Oh, so let's go back to the Kelim case. But the Kelim, son Barzel. Son Barzel is considered whose? The husband. And therefore, she cannot come along and say, I want the Kelim. And a Brighta. Tanya kevated Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda to support Rav Yehuda. What's the Yehuda? Hamachneset shum lebaala. What do we say shum means again? Shum is the chesed of Benzel. Those are assets that are evaluated. That's us. Imratza baalim kor. Oh, the husband wants to sell them. Lo yimkor. Can't sell. Oh. So right away you see over here, he's limited. Yep. Doesn't own them like we thought till now. The Araya doesn't have rights even to sell them. Velo or the Ela, Afilu Ichnisla Shum Mishelo, 
which means even let's say if the husband brought in let's say assets into the marriage, right? And they just made an assessment on them from his own. Which means even those assets that he put in the ketubah, he cannot sell them. Those were his assets that he brought in. Which means, let's say either one of them sold the goods over here because they needed uh, to live. So they sold these uh, items that were uh, This case actually happened. He said the sale is not a sale. Meaning, not only in the case where let's say the lady got divorced and she's claiming, hey, you had no right to sell those items. Then for sure the sale is considered batel umbutal and she's able to go you avoid the sale and get the items for herself. But even let's say where the lady is not, let's say the lady died. So she's not even claiming she wants these items. Since the sale was done in the subject, he didn't have the right to sell. So therefore the sale is invalid. Therefore we can go to the Nikohot, to the people that he sold for, and listen, the Mechir is not Kayam, I want my uh, item back, take your money back. So what do you see from this Braita? You see from this Braita that it's not working over here with uh, ownership, he doesn't own the items, the system, and therefore technically, according to this, this would be a proof to the deed of a deen, Imah, that the law can be with the lady, in the case of the Kelim. She can come along, she has that right to sell them. So she can come along and say after the divorce or the mitah, that now she wants back the original kilim, because that's what he wrote in the ketubah. They considered son barzel, which means he did to make a, a, an assessment. There are her kilim, they made an assessment on it, but he doesn't owe them. Therefore, look at Rashi. Rashi's uh, starting from the case of lo yimkor. Right? Very good, because in the case of divorce, she wants them back, so he has no right to sell them. See, clearly, either one sold them. The person is not going to sell his housewares unless he needs them to, uh, to live. There's no question. In case of divorce, she can go along and say, hey, I want those clean bags. Sale uh, null and void. And I feel metahi. Even if she died, but she's not even claiming anything. Who motzi miyad lekorot de mechira la mechira avai. So therefore, you see over here, they both have brightot to support them. Now, it should be uh, noted uh, in this case over here. Originally, we thought, according to the Gemara, that said according to the Yehuda, that hadin ima. Right, that she has a claim to the uh, kelim after the divorce. So we said that So therefore, we wanted to say that the son barzel have to be considered hers. That's why she has a claim. That's the only logical. Kelim are considered son barzel. So originally, the Abba Amina when the stand it's considered because of uh, a son barzel. Uh, that was the whole assumption that since she owns it, she has a claim back to them. But that which we brought from Mishnah that said Abadim. In the case where the marriage was pesula, even though she cannot eat, but the avadim are able to eat, 
שהדין עמו או לא אמור לכאורה לפי הנחש שאם הדין עמה כשאתה דין עמה נחשבים עבדים לגמרי כשלה אתה מגיע לכסר לעבדים טורלי הרס קורקט? רק לפי דברי which is now actually who further but so that's basically the hap I mean of the Gemara the Gemara was assuming over that either it's all his, he owns it, or she owns it. Therefore, the Gemara brought a question against the Ami from our uh, Mishnah. Or he brought a proof uh, from our Mishnah that the reason why she can claim the Kelim is because, just like you say, that the Abadim, the Son Barzel, can eat, uh, I'm sorry, the Son can eat Terumah, they consider the owners, they consider the husbands, so to Din Emo, that uh, he can claim the uh, uh, Kelim, and she cannot uh, claim Kelim uh, back. So that's the Habamim, the Gemara, that it's working, Mikowah, the husband has full Kenyan on the Son Barzel. That uh, angle is going to change now in the uh, upcoming Gemara. Now we get to the discussion of the Halakha. Amar Abba, Amar Abba Nachman. Halakha, Kerav Yehuda. Halakha follows Rav Yehuda. That says what? Hadin Imma. She can come along and claim Kelim. Amar Le Rav Abba Nachman. Ve'atanya kivated Rabbi Ami. What are you talking? We had a Braita that supported Rabbi Ami. Now even though we had a Braita that also supported Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara assumes that seemingly the Halakha should be like Rabbi Ami. Why? Because generally speaking, in, when it comes to monetary law, we have a deen of a muhzak. Usually the advantage always goes to the one that's holding the money already. The one where the money is by, he gets the advantage. We make it harder to take out money from somebody. So therefore, this, the husband in this case over here, he's holding the money already. So therefore, you want to say that she can come along now and have claims. The Chawra, we have Braito to support both of them. So why did you pick the shita of um, Rabbi Yehuda that says Hadin Amasim? We shouldn't take the shita that says Hadin Embo. So the Gemara says, Afagad, the Tanya Kavad, the Rabbi Ami. You're right. Even though there's a bright response to Rabbi Ami, Mistabra, Tamad, Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Mishum Shivah Bet Abiyah. Because of this Savara of Shivah Bet Abiyah, meaning the sentimental value. Since these Kirim over here, we can say they're an heirloom, and therefore the father gave him over with intention that she's going to get him back in case there's a divorce. So therefore we have a Sevarat to make a Halut by Kirim to say that she gets them back. Now the Gemara continues. There was a lady. She brought into the marriage, the husband. It's which was a certain uh, uh, robe, let's say, made out of fine silk, very expensive item, and it was put already in the ketubah. Uh, so what happened? Shachif, the husband, died. Shaklua yetme. So the yetomim, they took this uh, expensive uh, item that really was uh, marked in the ketubah, let's say it was son barzel, ufirsuha abitna. And they uh, put it over the deceased. They used it to cover <coughs> the deceased. Amarava, so Rava comes along and says, Kanya mitna. The met is it. Which means now it belongs to the met, the lady cannot take it. <coughs> Rashi. Kanya mitna. Once already something goes on the met, specifically the takhrikim, become isur hana'a like ikdesh. There's a Gezerat Shabbat that Gebarah makes in Sanhedrin, Sham Sham. It says by Miriam the word Sham, it says by Igla Arufa, 
the word sham, and therefore just like we know by Agla Arufa, that the Agla becomes Asur Bahana'ah, so too when it says by Miriam, that anything that's connected to a deceased, the clothes of the deceased, the Takhrikim of the deceased, also become forbidden. So what happened in this case? They had some Barzil. Uh, technically she has uh, a stake in it, right? What they do? They took the robe, they covered the deceased, the Yatobim grabbed it. They covered the deceased with it, now the rabbi comes along and says, you can't touch it, it's a suit. So comes the Gibran and says, Amar <clears> le. <throat> So Nanae tells Ravkana, What are you talking about? We just said that Alakak Rav Yehuda had Deen That she has the rights over it. So therefore, technically, the question, the assumption is what? It's hers. How could the Yitomim come along and take something that belongs to her and cover the deceased with it? Which means, even though you want to say that was something that belongs to the now to, to the met, is let's say isubana'ah, but not something that's stolen. You can't take something that they weren't allowed to take in the first place and say now the met is going to make it isubana'ah hadin ima. She should be able to take it back. You took met the rights. So comes the and says, Amale. He tells him back. Rafkana says, Milo moder of Yehuda de mehusar govaina. What are you talking? Rabbi Yudah agrees in this case over here. Because bottom line, it wasn't paid out yet. Bottom line, they didn't transfer it yet. There was no payment made. Since bottom line, the money wasn't given over. The robe, let's say, wasn't given to her yet. So before it's given over, it's considered lacking payment. And therefore, since it's lacking payment, it's still considered the husband's. And therefore, the estate was able to take it. And therefore, when they put it on the uh, on the deceased, it becomes Yisurana, they were in the right. So now you're seeing a retraction over here. Which means you're seeing over here that even though we're saying, let's say, Haddin Imma, that the deen is with her, it doesn't mean necessarily that she owns it. Until now, we always understood the imam means it's hers. No, it's not so now. Because here you see, before the payment is made, it's not hers. It's it's lacking payment. It's really considered the husband's. Only when they pay it out that it becomes, uh, she has a right, she has a claim to it. And therefore, in this case over here, the Yetumim had a right to take the uh, uh, the itstila and put it on the mat. Once they put it on the mat, the that becomes a surah She doesn't have a claim. And on that, we read over here that says that lefid the of kahana, which we're reading now, Rava uh, in the name of Rava, shegam imadin ima. Even on the side that you say din ima, nechshavim anechasim kol ha'et bereshut ba'al. She you don't have to learn it like we're learning till now. I don't know, it's, it's a reversal of what we're learning till now. Till now, it's a din ima, it's hers. I say, no, din ima can really be, it's his. But therefore, uh, according to this, our Mishnah can make sense even according to the Shita that says, hadin ima. Jeez, we originally brought Rayot against Din Imam from our Mishnah. So she's on Bazem, he gets it, I mean, he, uh, he's Tirumah. It's no, it's no Stira. You can really say Din Imam, but call all the Hussar Govaina, it's considered his, therefore they can eat uh, Tirumah. 
So therefore, it's a reverse in, 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 in the Gemara. The Gemara brought questions, right? One of the proofs against Rabbi Yudah was our Mishnah. Are you telling me Adin Emah? You see in our Mishnah? Not like that. You see in our Mishnah, Adin Emah, that the Sumbazi belongs to who? The husband. What's the Raya that belongs to the husband? Bakir Betruma. Now we're not saying that anymore. That was no, it's not really a Deen Ima. Where the Sumbaz I can tell you it's hers, like we really would understand. But what? Call all that uh, there's no divorce yet and there wasn't a payout yet on anything. They considered his the Gabe, what that you can feed them to Ruma. That's exactly what Rafkana is coming on to say over here. They have the new factor over here of Mihusar Govina, which is until it's paid out, the husband's considered only but still She's the cover point when there's the fourth and she, she claims them. He pays them up and she has she has rights. She has rights to that uh, to that claim. How do we know that Rava holds of this business over here? That that what until it's paid out, it's still considered the owner of the original person, which means of the let's say the Baal in this case over here. Rava said a deen. What's his deen that he said? Hegdesh Hametz Vishihrur Mafkiin Midesh Abud. Hegdesh is an animal that you made, let's say, Kodesh. Hametz is talking about Hametz Shahabar Allah, Pesah, which is the law that you cannot have Hametz in your possession on Pesah. Any Hametz that you have in your possession over the holiday becomes Isur Banaah. And Shihrur is talking about, let's say, the freeing of a slave. What in the world is this case over here? We have these three situations that the Mishnah says, Mafki'in midesh They're able to be Mafkiya Aileen. Let me talk. So look at Rashi. Let's start with uh, Rashi. Let's go to Rashi with the uh, Hametz. Ovet Kochavim. We have a goy. Shehilva et Yisrael. He lent money to the Yisrael. Al-Himso And uh, against it The Israel put up his Hametz Okay Achar Pesach Asur Bahanana Hametz after Pesach is already Asur Bana Da'ate Isur Hametz So Isur Hametz Now what's going to do? Umafkiya Aleh Lishimudad Ovet Kukhavim Either Ovet Kukhavim Put a lean on the Hametz once already Pesach goes by and the Hamas becomes a Surana, he loses his Shabud uh, uh, on the his rights to the Hamas. Right? The Tamil Pericosha, Mutar Banaa, Rava Mukilatam, Kishirinu, Estosh, Natu Yusebe, Betosh, and Ovet Kukhavim, Dahu, Lomasar Govina. Okay, that's a different case of a second Pesachim, depends on if the Hamas was in the Goy's house over the holiday of Pesach. But let's assume over here, in a regular case where they had Goy had lent money to the Jew, the Jew had the Hamas. The Jew said uh, you could, the, the Hamas is the collateral. Once Pesach comes, the the, Afka, the Shi'bud that he has on the Hamas is nullified. Next case, Nashiv Vishirud, Yisrael, top line. Shishabed Avdo Lebalhov. He put his Avid Kanani as a collateral to his uh, creditor. Vishirro Alove. And all of a sudden, the the guy that borrowed the money, freedom. That's it. The machine has to get paid from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. The, but the point is, the malve only has a shabud over here. And if, who's really controlling? The controlling still is the owner of the avid. 
which is the, the Malveh can't come along and say, hey, I got a Shamud over here, you have no rights. No. Until there was a uh, transfer, bottom line, until uh, he took it, until he takes it from him, it's still considered in the possession of the original, can do whatever he wants. And therefore he can free him. Next case, Rashi. Now he only gave us uh, two of the cases. Another case would be an animal. The Egdesh case. Guy has a creditor. Alright? The color of that animal is considered now a collateral for my uh, debt. What does the owner do? Makes an Egdesh. Once he makes an Egdesh now, the deen is, it's Egdesh. And we don't say what? That the creditor can come along and say, hey, I got a shamut over here. You can't make it Egdesh. No, the Egdesh is Hal. The Hamish becomes Asur Bana. David is considered Mishukhlar. Uh, so what do you see in all these cases over here? Even though, go back to the case of the Itztila. Even though the Itztila, that silk uh, robe, let's say. There was a shamut by the wife. The wife has a shamut on it. But so long as it doesn't come to her, the deen is the owners that have it now are able to exercise their right. Then when the Yomi, the Tomim take it, they took it uh, in the right. She cannot stop them, but they put it on the mat, it becomes Yisubana. So what do you see over here? That a Shi'bud does not exercise rights. Meaning that Kolod, that she didn't get it, the person that has it still can exercise full rights. Which means, the guy didn't get the hametz yet, he just put a lien on the hametz. Pesach, Pesach, hametz, Asur, sorry, you lost. What do you mean by that? It's mine, it's not yours. You just have a right to get paid. You have a right to get paid from it. Or the animal, that's my animal, it's not your animal. You have rights to get paid from that animal. Nafkaminaf, the owner makes it to Hegdesh, Hegdesh is hal. Hey, I have rights on that Evid. That's all you have is rights. But the owner wants to free that Evid, you lose your uh, you lose your payment from that Evid, because you have to pay from somewhere else. But the point, what do you see over here? That even though somebody has a Shi'amud, like this lady, she has a Shi'amud, she has a Shi'amud on the Itztila. But what? To me, we're able to take it and use it on the mat. Ah, she can come and say, hey, that's my item. All you have is a shamur on it. It's mehusar govayna, we didn't pay yet. And therefore you see Raval shitato, that's something that's mehusar govayna, the owner, the, the guy who's still holding it, has rights to exercise his uh, position. Raval Tameh. Comes to Gibran, here's one more case. Amar of Yehuda. Hechnisa lo shne kedim be'elev zuz. A new case. Let's say she brought excess on Bazel to the marriage. She brought two kedim. Each kedim is worth 1,000 zuz. Vishabho now they went up. Vamdu al Shne Alafim. And now each kid is worth two thousand. Ehad notalto bihtubata. One of the kelim she takes because she has rights to take it because of her kituba, which means a din ma she gets to take the uh keli. Vehat notenit damim and the other one, she's able to uh, pay money venotalto mepene shevach bet abiha. So the Mishnah is saying that this statement is a little different than we were learning till now. Means it's an added case. Normally we said till now you have a keli, right? So the keli is now uh, uh, at the end of the marriage. There's a divorce. So we said she has a right to come and say and take the uh, the keli. Okay. Let's say we have a case over here where the keli was evaluated at the time of the marriage, a thousand uh, zoos. Okay? There was two kelim over there. Now all of a sudden the price 
Well, no. Now it became 2,000 sous. Now we, we have a right, she has a right to, let's say, take the value of, well, it's 2,000, both of them, right? So she has a right, according to this statement, well, take one, one is because she, from your ketubah, you had $2,000 worth, 2,000 sous worth of kelim over here, so one keli you take. So now we're even on the ketubah obligation. However, the hadush is that on the second keli, she has rights to come along and say, I want to pay in order to get that keli. Look at Bashi when he says ketubah, mikhtubata, shi'i elif zuz. Which means the ketubah only gives her an assessment of 2,000. Two kelim, 1,000 each. Who gets the shevach on the barzel? The husband. So therefore, I'm not going to give the lady back two kelim now that are worth 4,000 zoos. She never had that right from the beginning. The most she can get back based on the set price is the 2,000. So therefore, one kelim is 2,000. The Hiddush that Abhidah is saying over here is that that second keli, she has rights to say, I want to pay for it and get that back. And what gives her that right? Because the husband can't say, listen, I paid you back, they can't keep this other keli. Because of shevach kelim. Which shevach kelim? That sentimental heirloom that comes from her uh, father's house. So comes the Gibran and says, Maika mash ma'lan. Which means, uh, what do you teach me over here, Abhidah? Shevach bet aviha didave. Let me teach me that what the, the sentimental value she gets. Ha amrar of Yehuda hadazimna. We learned that already. Isn't that the whole deen of a deen irma? What's the reason why we let her take it back in the first place, the keli? Because shevach betavia. So now you tell me that what the second keli she could buy back because of shevach. We know that already. You told it to us. Now the tema animiri echademachal mishkal bichtuvata. So I would have thought that's only talking about where that's the equal value of the ketubah. Which means, well, let's say nothing changed. And therefore, let's say the, 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 the shubah was uh, a thousand, and now what? The kelima is still the two thousand. So give back both kelim, because that's exactly what it's worth. Even though it's on bazel, we'll say shebach kelim. However, aval mitan deme lo. But who said now that she has rights some shevach kelim to come along? That you got paid already your ketubah now. Who says she has rights that even have a right to pay for that second kelim? Maybe I'd say no. Even in that case, she has a she has a right. Now what's the hadush? Uh, she says akom lomar she mishum shevach betabi amrak shayu akelim shubadim lepedal chom nechses on bazel. She's when already she, has, she doesn't have a shabur on the second kelim the chana. She doesn't have a shabur on the first kelim. That's already the payment of a ketubah. So that already the Buddha will say, husband cannot uh, argue. But the second kelim, maybe the husband come along and say, listen, I never misabed you all this money over here. I misabed you uh, two thousand zoos. You got your first kelim back, Koshiva. You want to go now use your sentimental value to even take back something that's not misabed in the ketubah? Kamashana Buddha, yes, that she can even do that. Baruch Amen.